When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about day one of the fifth test of the 2021 series between England and India. It was the Rishabh Pant show, really. I mean, I, I expect, you know, we'll be talking for 30 minutes or so. I'll probably, probably do about 28 minutes on Pant uh, and maybe a little bit on, on England hubris leading up to the, the Pant innings as well. Um, I'm Jack Hope and I'm joined for the, uh, a pod debut by Jack McGinn, who I've erroneously written up as Jack Fox for some reason. On, on on our YouTube face, Jack. How are you doing? Um, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jack. Um, yeah, apologies. I think I confused you there with my Zoom name. I got, I have um, used it on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So maybe maybe it is right all along. Um, uh, when we do introductions, we're we're usually quite bad at saying where where our guests are from. Do you do you want to briefly tell our, our listeners who you are and uh, and what you do? Yes, so I essentially just tweet rubbish, uh, mainly about C20, a bit about tests on um, at cricket underscore pig, pig cricket. Um, yeah, and write a, bit of a, write a bit of a blog attached to that every now and then when I get a bit of time, essentially. Yeah, um, check, check that out. Um, yeah, as I said, we're going to be talking about England v India. Um, prior to that, though, just a couple of messages. Um, if you like the show and you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, you can participate in our in a, a lively Discord conversation with myself, Ross, and Max. Uh, you get access to exclusive shows. Uh, we've got one up from a couple of days ago, a Getting to Know You podcast. I think we're going to do an England v India-themed podcast uh, coming up in the next few days as well. So if you want to support us there uh, from four bucks a month, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod and our twitter and instagram uh, at the cricket pod top left if you're looking on youtube um or type it if you're if you're not um <laughs> uh right where do you want to start i mean i i, I mean normally we recap the day and and max does these very elaborate recaps sometimes they're themed sometimes they're nautically themed they tend to go down the best anything with ships in seems to um 
float our audience's boat. Um, I, I can try a recap. Um, I, it's not it's not normally my thing, but um, as far as I can remember, this is what happened. Um, England bowled first. They chose to bowl first. It was a slightly controversial decision. There wasn't a lot of early movement off or well, in the air, uh, a little bit off the deck. Uh, and and after some patient bowling, they they did break through, uh, and and from there had like a a reasonably easy ride of things as they reduced India to ninety for five. Uh, at this point, Rishabh Pant and um, Ravi Jadeja came together, uh, and and sort of picked up where Tom Blundell and Daryl Mitchell had left off in terms of six wicket partnerships against England this summer. Uh, as they uh, they annihilated England, let's face it, for for about thirty five overs. Uh, Richard Pant scored a blister, etc. We thought we thought some of those Johnny Bairstow ones uh, were pretty exciting from the last two Test matches. Uh, I think I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was one hundred and forty four in one hundred and ten balls. It doesn't get much more box office than that. Uh, eventually, he fell. Um, a few people on, on on the internet, anyway, have been calling for Joe Root to have a bowl to him, and uh, it, it was Root that dismissed. Uh, Rishabh Pant uh, and uh, you know India ended the day on 350 odd for uh, seven I think um, I, we should probably talk about Pant first shouldn't we Jack um, do you want to go first yeah on oh, then why not yeah it was it was unbelievable um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the guy is just insane I mean I think to play like that with the regularity he does it in the, like, the range of conditions he does is is mad I mean some of the shots he played today were just disrespectful weren't they essentially I, mean, I think it was a cut shot he played I think it was a broad where he just kind of like dragged the bat inside the line of it and it like erupted off the bat without him really hitting it and then that little shot he hit through for his 50 onto the leg side of leech where he kind of tapped it for one and then it's just gone for four and oh, <laughs> just that hit. was that was sublime I mean like you, you almost couldn't believe what you were seeing with 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 that shot specifically he 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 nerdled a four I mean, there's no, there's not really another way of describing it. It was, it was just such a regulation shot for a single that that beat the boundary rider who was about ten yards away from it. Uh, incredible. Yeah, he's mad. I mean, when he comes when he comes up to bat these days, it's kind of, it's not really a question of how long he's, oh, sorry, how well he's going to bat. It's like, for how long will we see the best batting we've seen this year? Like, will it last ten balls or hundred <laughs> or two hundred? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I it's an interesting one with Pam. And I, I was I was sort of talking about this with a few people this afternoon. Um, what 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 is his process for batting? Why does he bat in 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 the way that he does? It's it's he plays some of the most sublime cricket shots and 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 some shots that look they appear to be so well thought through, or at least the plan behind them seems to be so well thought through. I'm, I'm thinking here of the four that he hit of Jack Leach, where he ended up sort of on his backside, but the percentages were so with him. The ball was spinning in. He's maybe the best batter in the world against the ball spinning in. Jack Leach can't really bowl to left-handers. Uh, first day pitch, the field was up. Um, you, you know, he had such a, a large margin for error. And even though he did kind of get it wrong um, by falling on his backside, he he still hit a one bounce four as clean as you like. But at the same time, he's like, you know, not necessarily in this match. It was, it was, it was, it was sort of nothing but the hits today. Um, but you do see him him make decisions which, you know, no rational human being could have could have come to the conclusion that that was the best thing to do. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've got sort of a theory on this. It, it, he is he is this beguiling creature of a batter, um, mm. capable of sort of, 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 of you know these thrilling moments. But but what is it that that makes him Rishabh Pant? 
Yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I think it just does seem from the outside incredibly natural for him. I mean, you get these moments where someone like Stokes, I think especially or best, you know, they come in and they score a quick 50 or quick 100, so we've seen against New Zealand, but it looks very much like they've flicked a switch to I'm going to everything before mode sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas Japan, it just feels like that's how Japan plays. And I think sometimes when you've got basically every single shot and then also some shots that aren't really shots, it's probably quite <laughs> tempting to just play them all, all the time. Um, but I think there is a degree of method to it. I mean, like, realistically, for instance, today, I think there was a moment where they you know, they had a deep mid-wicket and they brought mid-wicket up and put long on back. And, like, you kind of know, again, it's a spinner on day one, they're not going to put a fielder out on both because you look stupid, basically, if you just have everyone on the boundary or you've got a team at five down. So I think there's, a, there's definitely a method, I think, in, like, he's always going to have a shot option on in Test Match Cricket. And I think he just backs himself to to take those on. And I think it's right to saying he's actually got a really good defence when he defends as well, but he just sort of chooses not to. And, but, yeah, you're right, he's kind of ineffable, isn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do remember that certainly last year that... Um... There, there was some uh, Crickfizz stat that went around that Rishabh Pant basically gets out less defending than um, Pajara, which is quite incredible when you, when you think about the, the 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 legacy of Pajara and the type of player that the that Pajara Pajara is. So, uh, yeah, the fact that he you know he could choose to be that person if he wanted to, but doesn't. He decides that he is going to just play all of the shots um, all of the time. Um, we saw we saw last summer, I guess earlier in the series, if you like, that he did struggle in in England. And um, I think going into today's match, his career average against well England and, and that one-off test against New Zealand last year was twenty three point five. So there, it's not it's not been easy for him. What was it today? Do you think that that allowed him to to play? I mean, let's be honest here, one of the most exciting innings that probably you've ever seen in Test cricket. I mean, it, it, it would be it would be in the in the conversation and at such a crucial time in the game as well. It wasn't it wasn't 150 going from 400 to 600. It was 90 for five to 300. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty a mixture of things. Isn't it? I mean, one, obviously, it's just like a very good day. Like you woke up this morning and just seeing it. But I guess also, I mean, he had the advantage that, you know, Stokes just kind of gave him some leech to hit which was probably quite nice for him to get going. Um, I don't think the pitch was a minefield. I mean, I would imagine some of those pitches he's played on England have been pretty juiced up and moving around a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think probably much of those things. I mean, also, I suppose with England bowlers, you've got very accurate bowlers, which for him is probably not a bad thing. I mean, someone like Potts is sort of metronomic, and he puts it in a spot, uh, yeah, bowls a heavy ball, like everyone says all the time. <laughs> um, I guess if you're someone who can kind of hit any given ball, pretty much anywhere like Panpre gets that a lot playing the wrong shot to the wrong ball whereas if you kind of know the ball that's coming that's probably weirdly for him actually not a terrible thing yes Perhaps. it does it, no it no it does make sense like you can't you can't play the reverse scoop unless you're pretty sure that the bowler is going to deliver the ball in a certain channel and and probably at a certain length as well otherwise it becomes sort of an extremely risky shot and I guess if you want to Take take this tangentially, move move away slightly. I think in the last maybe two or three years in T Twenty cricket, you've probably seen fewer of those shots as bowlers have learned to vary the deliveries that they bowl and bowl a little bit more off pace. And in Test cricket, like it's you know, I mean, you can do that to James Anderson. He's still next ball going to try and bowl exactly the same delivery that just got reverse reverse scoop. So I guess the percentages are are slightly more in your favour. Um, you touched on a little bit in 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 your answer there. Um, 
on Stokes sort of feeding Jack Leach to to Richard Pant and and maybe to a slightly lesser extent Jadeja. It was strange captaincy, I thought. I mean, the 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 start of the Stokes era has has gone well from a results point of view, but England have, you know, they've they, they have conceded a lot of runs quite quickly in two of the three tests they played. Lords was maybe slightly different, and 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 then today. I mean, India have scored 338 in 73 overs. It's it's um, it's been a pretty chastening uh, days days work for them. Jack Leach nine overs, 71 for none, uh, and he bowled all of those nine overs to the two left-handers. In in my mind, that was quite poor captaincy. Am, am I for any reason wrong? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, it's a strange situation. I mean, I think what Stokes is probably thinking there is. One, get Leach into the game early, you know, show him you back here and you're not Joe Root and you're going to leave him out there for 70 overs where he gets a bowl. And probably also with this kind of like, you know, the hyper aggression they've had with, with Basball or whatever recently, like perhaps he's just thinking, you know, I'm going to make Pant come out of his bunker and slog early. Like I'm going to take the game to him. But that's probably a reasonable approach against players who don't naturally play like that. But Pant's only really ever asking for an for a invitation, isn't he? <laughs> to, yeah. to essentially get going <laughs> and he's, he kind of he strikes you as a sort of bolt pl- player that you'd much rather like he's probably the only player in India's team maybe Shadow Thacker who is like would love playing in this England team like this temp- tempo for a game is exactly what you'd imagine he would like to have um, you know, just frenetic essentially yeah. Um, so yeah I, th- I think he was bad captaincy I mean like you say he smashes left, he smashes left arm spin Jip Leach is not a great bowler versus left-handers and it did just feel a bit like you couldn't really see a way Leach was going to succeed apart from Pant, just Sky's one. But it didn't seem to be like an attacking route to the wicket. Yeah, no, I I, I think it was very much like, let's hope that this guy makes a mistake. Um, there was, you know, if it were the, the fourth day and there were some footmarks, maybe there's a possibility that you you think one will kick out the rough or something like that. But, but it, it looked like a pretty friendly batting track. Um, to be honest, maybe a little bit on the slow side, but but you know I, I, that's not too much of a problem against against a spinner. Um, I, I, yeah, I I mean I, I had a look at the numbers for this actually, and you know, <laughs> um, Leach well documented problems against left-handed batters. Like there, we've talked a lot about that on this show. I think we're not the only people to have picked up on it. Um, Pan and and Jadeja versus the ball spinning into them are. Very, very good batters. Um, it's slightly less extreme for, for Jadeja, but but Risha Pantek, it's left arm orthodox, uh, averages, I, I can't remember, I, I mean, I obviously I looked this up and I didn't write it down, which was stupid, but I think that, I think he averages something like 78 at a strike rate of 120. Like it's, it's, he's, he's not just good against them. He's destroy the position of the fielding team. Good against, against left arm spin. Uh, and, I think when you have when you have a bowler that has weakness in a, in a matchup and a batter has a strength in a matchup, this just gets magnified again. I mean, it's 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 very much the expected outcome. Um, no, this is to take nothing away from how good Rishabh Pant is, um, by the way, and how good that innings was. He's still, you know, he is magical because he has this ability to to destroy a certain type of bowler. But Ben Stokes did have the option of not putting 
his his spinner in that position. Would you have gone with um, with Root instead, maybe for a few overs? I there, there's you know obviously they did need to rest the quicks at some point. I think Anderson bowled 15 of the first 34 overs. That's that's unsustainable. Somebody has to bowl. Would you have gone Root over Leach? Yeah, I think plausibly. I mean, if you're going to basically be playing on spinner to try and get the opposition to slog and sort of get them out of jump bowling, you one you may as well bring on your actual jump bowler. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it exaggerates the effect you're trying to get. You're, you're trying to tempt them. You'll tempt them more with a worse bowler. So that makes sense. And obviously the, the ball turning away and pants likely to go long on deeply wicket, isn't he? So I think it'd make more sense. I mean, generally, you, it's a weird situation because you you feel like, you you know, Leach isn't invariably going to bowl to Pant if he's in the team and Pant doesn't get a first baller because just yeah. because of where Pant bats. And but you also can't really just drop a spinner because there's one guy on the other team because you look like you just have absolutely zero faith in your player. Um, so it's a very weird situation where Pants bringing it fed loads of left arm spin in his career because that's just what teams do. And there's kind of like a narrative bind that forces them to just keep feeding him as long as he bats more than <laughs> like 50 balls. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. There's a sort of there is a, a, a fate to to all of these guys. I mean, they must. You know, I, you know, Jack Leach, he'll, he'll have known, um, and he and he got hit around Chennai, didn't he? Um, by by Pan, um, uh, well, eighteen months ago. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a failure, complete. Uh, aside from Richard Pan for a, for a second, and maybe to to go to go back to slightly earlier in the day. Um, how, how well do you think England bowled to, to, to have India in a 90 for five position now? You know, there's there's a conditions element to this. They were helped with a rain break, which effectively extended the spell of their best bowler by an extra six overs. Um, but 90 for five against a, a, a pretty reasonable batting lineup is 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 good for England. Yeah, I think they were pretty good. I mean, they bowled some some good balls to get wickets. I mean, Hari got a good one. Charles um, Charles was decent, wasn't it? Uh, Gills, not so much. But um, I guess that's kind of the they bowled well, they bowled tight, and with Pajara and Bahari, obviously they're always going to bat slowly. I guess that's kind of always going to aid the bowling team in the sense that if you bowl fine, then you're not getting kind of pressure put on you, and then you just bowl two very good balls, and you get two wickets off those balls, and it's just your day. Yeah. Then suddenly, yeah, Cody chops on because he's in a terrible run of form. And that's just what happens when you're out of form. You just chop on. Um, and, you know, basically one one bad shot, one kind of a different one from Coley and two good balls, and suddenly you're in a great position, even though the, the game actually looked relatively even, I thought, when they were bowling. I thought it didn't look like, you know, they were all over Pajara and Bahari, for instance. But um, No, yeah, I mean, I I, I think when they were batting together, I, I, I thought that given the conditions, India had batted quite well. But sort of, as you say, if you... And, and England fell, have fallen victim to this, I think, a, a fair number of times in the last couple of years. If you don't really go anywhere in positions where it is possible to bowl a magic ball, then don't be surprised, I suppose, if if you get that magic ball um, eventually. Um, yeah, so, well, that, that was that. Looking forward then um as we I, th- I think we've got some questions but we'll, we'll we'll look forward to to tomorrow first who do you think's are on top at this point we ran a poll on youtube 84 percent said india um which might reflect to be honest the um the makeup of, of the of the audience over there um it's certainly been a great fight back from india but do you do you have them as, as majorly on top after the first day's play 
yeah, I think they're on top. I don't think they're off into the distance. I mean, it's really easy, isn't it, when if you know you win one session and lose two, but you win the morning session, it always feels like you're a lot worse off. You see what I mean? Just because of the order of the events. I think India are on top. I mean, if they even if they are bowled out for three fifty, that's you would say probably not a bad score here. I wouldn't say. Um, yeah, I think it's just that that Panjadeja partnership obviously really took it away from England, um, and I think that it's going to be quite difficult i think for england to is they have good bowlers coming at them with scoreboard pressure and you're like first is not going to hit 50 or 20 balls like every game um so i think india will be a good position here they're a very good very good side essentially aren't they yeah um, i could just <laughs> i i mean i i'd probably agree with that i i think it might i think the hardest batting conditions may have passed i think that the this morning might have been the hardest time to bat in in the test and England did quite well to pick up the wickets there. Uh, obviously the losing the next two sessions takes the shine off that to some extent, but they're not, you know, 338 for seven. If you have a good morning session tomorrow, if you're from an England point of view, then you're, you, 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 you pretty much, I think you'd always be happy if the other team was bowled out for the wall. You'd never be unhappy. Maybe is the, is a better way to put it. If you, if you, if you bowl the other team out for 350 uh, when they bat first, you're always going to give yourself an opportunity um, from that point to to win um, to, to 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 win the match, I I think I, I think what I'm actually really looking forward to, and and um, before we get to the couple of questions that we've got from people who follow the show, um, I, I I'm interested to see what India do against an England team that look like they will try and score five and over. Now that they've got sort of three matches of evidence that that is how England are going to play. Now, I, th- I thought at times during the New Zealand series that they were, you know, there's a sort of shock and awe um, element to to some of the, the situations. There's also some injuries and um, that didn't help New Zealand. But there were times where they just looked like they had no idea what to do about a team that were trying to play the way that England were um, with a ball that probably wasn't doing what New Zealand expected it to do um, for 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 certainly the second half of its its lifespan. I'd be interested to see, or I am going to be interested to see, what India do differently to New Zealand to maybe try and suppress that scoring rate. Um, I, I, and on that note, I, I don't know if you'd agree, I was a little bit surprised that, that even given the conditions that they didn't pick Ashwin as a player that, that probably would be able to suppress the scoring rate. Now, I, I think it's well within the realms of possibility that if England don't lose early wickets, that Siraj or Chardal Taku get, Tim Southeed um, tomorrow afternoon. I, d- I don't know if you've got a view on that or, or what you might expect to happen from uh, from an England point of view. Yeah, I, I totally agree about Ashwin. I mean, like you, India currently have got if you Takor and Siraj both go over three and over in tests. I think Takor is quite a bit over that, like three point four or something. Yeah, it is. Three point four eight, I think is, is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the reason you'd pick Shuttle Takor is like he's a guy that comes in just takes a wicket randomly mm-hmm. and breaks a partnership. And it's like the one thing you feel like you're not going to get against England. You're going to get opportunities. You're not going to go searching <laughs> for wickets. And if you had Ashwin just sort of bowling dry, you felt that's a much better opportunity to... He's almost more of an attacking option because he is more defensive in a certain sense. Um, yeah, no, it does make sense. I mean, even, even against New Zealand, you know, England scored a lot of runs, but they didn't necessarily bat for way longer than they they normally do. They just scored two runs and over more. So it's... it it. You know things things accumulated and snow well, three runs and over more in some cases so things snowballed sort of quicker for them I, I don't 
I don't see a situation where Ashwin would have bowled 30 overs against this England side and gone for, you know, 180. <laughs> that's just inconceivable, isn't it? Like he, he might go for 100 and have a really bad day, but that's still that's still probably going to add value if, if it means at the other end you can cycle through uh, rested Jasper Brumer and Shami and, you know, Jadeja can, can, uh, can contribute here and there and Siraj can bowl. Um, in, in an attacking way, I don't. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I don't necessarily think it's the end of the world that they picked Shardul Takur. I think he's, he's quite a good player, and I, I think he's maybe a slightly more skillful bowler than some people think. I think he bowls quite an effective wobble ball. He was he was really useful in South Africa bowling that delivery. But yeah, like like you say, it's not. Do you need somebody who can who can who can do that to break a partnership against England? Probably not, unless Root's batting. And you know, maybe we'll get root out. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he did get at the oval, didn't he? So um, <laughs> maybe, just, maybe, yeah. Go on. I'm oh, sorry. I was thinking it just sort of seemed peculiar to me. I mean, as much as kind of one thing everyone always says about Ashwin, it was like a bit of like a what's the word? Almost stand joke. He's like he's less like high IQ cricketer, this high IQ yeah. bowler that adapts to. It's obviously it's true, right? To new situations and stuff. So you think, okay, you've got England playing very weird Test cricket. You feel like you kind of want the guy in the side that generally adapts very quickly in to be playing like the guy who you feel like is most likely to come up with a plan sort of on the spot if you're just getting car parked um it just yeah it just seemed quite odd not to have him in that side for me no i'd agree with that um the final uh, the final final question before we talk about um or we, or we do the the questions from vj and arush um england the the basball revolution this the the, the innings from pant is probably the first major shock to the system that they've had. I mean, conceding 500 against New Zealand was, wasn't great, but that sometimes happens and it happened over a sort of a long period of time. So you get your head around it a little bit more. Um, uh, Richard Pant doing what he did was, was pretty devastating. Do you, do you think that will have an effect on, on, on them in any way? Do you think it will make them reconsider any of, of, of their plans or, or, Maybe to put this a different way, do you think that there's the the, the basball approach is is something that can be long term effective? Um, I don't think they'll change what they're doing. I think once you commit to this level of kind of aggression, then I think you're going to stick with it. I mean, if England start, if England were batting at you know three and a half and over in the New Zealand series, and they were still making the same waves about being aggressive, people still would have gone, "Oh yeah, they're being aggressive. It's new." They didn't have to start, they didn't have to try and go <laughs> seven and over to kind of get into a new episteme or whatever so i think they'll keep going a bit uh in terms of it's sustainable i think it kind of depends what sustainability means i mean is it sustainable to be the best team in the world no because you're just going to get absolutely flattened in quite a few games like if you're aiming to to you know turn over positive results in say three quarters of your matches like in india probably are because they've probably got the best players in the world then you're not going to be that extreme because you're going to try and be something more problematic and you're going to try and find different routes to victory essentially um like you saw today like Jadeja, yeah, if that was England, Jude just slogging with Pant, but he's been like, yeah. no, I'm, we're, we're going to stretch his innings out. And it might be that our top score comes down a bit, but our you know, our average score has gone up because I could be yeah. our first ball slogging. But equally, in England don't have particularly good players at the moment. Like if this team got to third in the world, that's a massive success because their players are not as good as India and their players are not as good as Australia to start with. So yeah. it's just, it's sustainable if what they're looking to do is 
just be a pretty good team and overextend for these players, it's probably not sustainable to be a world number one team because when you've got essentially a single approach, a single route to victory against a variety of oppositions, a variety of conditions, that's just a, it's, yeah, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, essentially. And yeah, we'll no, I, th- I think that's a really interesting take. Um, and it, it's sort of, I, I guess, what I thought, I mean, it hasn't, because it hasn't gone wrong yet from a results point of view, it it feels amazing and, and, and extremely revolutionary, but probably, and actually probably from an England player point of view, it, it, it probably kind of does make sense. You know, you've got these limited players. If you play in a certain way, then occasionally... Or if you if you increase the sort of standard deviation of the average score that these players can get, then sometimes you're going to you know vastly exceed what you would get if you played pragmatic pragmatic proper Test cricket. Um, and on the flip side of that, you know if you get bowled out for a hundred, well, what's the difference between being bowled out for a hundred and hundred and fifty? Like you know playing playing properly, it's it's um, some of those lower end scores. The player talent was never going to propel you far beyond that point um, anyway. And I think that Judeja example is a really good one. Um, the fact that he played markedly different to, to Rishabh Pant against the same bowlers and, and in a situation where, you know, it's, 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 it's in Rishabh, uh, not, it's, it's in Judeja's locker to also try and hit uh, Jack Leach into the stands. Um, he is he's well capable of doing that. Um, but but he he sort of didn't, and he's still there, and potentially India can add another 50, 60 plus runs um, to Murray while he is. And we had two two questions um, through in our Discord channel. Um, Vijay says, not counting today's events, is there a realistic plan to train and promote skills in young spinners in England? That's not actually a topic I know too much about. I don't know if you know anything about um, pathways for spinners in in English cricket. Um. Apart from don't play for sorry, no. Um, <laughs> like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it at all. I mean, I know a little while back, they take some spinners out. I think right in saying this, I think, um, they took some spinners out to Sri Lanka or India maybe two years ago, like a big pack of them. Um, I think they worked with Herat uh, um, for a bit. Um, uh, yeah. But I, yeah. But I don't know anything of uh, real pathways. I mean, it's a bit of a strange one. And then they took. I think during lockdown, it kind of looked like there was because they were taking loads of them on tour because they were just touring like Sri Lanka and they needed 50 players because of COVID. So they took 30, et cetera. But no, I'm not really sure. It just seems to be if you're lucky enough to get into a county that actually wants to play you, then you get overs. It's, I haven't really seen anything particular for England. Not so not doing it, but if they're doing it, they're quite quiet. I think. Yeah, and I think um, I, I think possibly at a, a lower level, it's it's kind of even more sparse than than that so spin bowling in general in england is is not a particularly coached and i wouldn't even say well coached here. I, I think people just don't really coach spin bowling at all it's you know you might have a player on the team that can give it a rip but nobody in most clubs anyways can provide much more direction other than other than yeah kind of give it a rip or something that they've seen shane warne say on a youtube video once it's um it, it, it is it is kind of odd um I think there are like yeah. moves. So lost... Yeah, go on, go on. Oh, sorry. The last thing that I was going to say, I think I totally agree with you. I mean, I did actually, I kind of actually spoke to a spinner a while ago, um, and they basically said like they just came into contact with a really good coach when they were younger. Uh, but like, I think it was just they were just there, and they, they happened to get lucky and just got invested in them or whatever. I think yeah, it's definitely true that you're not getting masses of coaching. I think coming through, you almost yeah, 
I think a lot of spinners bring themselves through on their own steam. It seems. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that's definitely true, and I, I think you know possibly as well. That's why you see players literally get into the England team, and and then at that point, it's it's sort of revealed that they have this huge glaring weakness against left-handers or whatever it is. And then whilst they're playing for England, they're learning how to do like a huge part of, of, of their job. Um, now it's, you, you know, why is that happening? It's happening because nobody has picked up on this for, for 10 years before the person got into the international side. And it's only with that slightly higher level of scrutiny that somebody's you know looking and saying, well, this is an unsustainable option at this level unless unless big improvements are made, um, which is kind of kind of weird, but um, yeah. also kind of a, uh, a nice allegory for a, for a lot of English cricket. That, that is kind of how, how things seem seem to happen. Uh, right, we've done we've done our half an hour. Um, I think that probably wraps us up. Um, the final thoughts I had, I thought it was a really good days cricket. I, I love days cricket. I love test matches where sort of both sets of fans experience elation and complete meltdown in in the same day. Uh, you know, an hour after lunch, if you're an India fan, um, there were there were people on our on our Discord channel saying they're not going to get to 200, and now they're on 350. <laughs> um, there were probably England fans who who thought England were going to bowl them out for 150, and and you know that 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 two hour three hour onslaught from Pant um, crushed their spirit. And I, I think that's um, that's sort of the joy. The real joy is the Schadenfreude of of, of, of Test cricket. Like, <laughs> I think anyway. Um, final message from us: If you're if you're watching along on YouTube, and we've had a few thousand people tune in, so that's good. Um, would you mind hitting like on the video and, and clicking subscribe? Uh, that keeps us going, boosts our profile. Um, you know, keeps us interested. I suppose in, in doing this. Uh, and if you want to head over to the cricket pod at the cricket pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really, really want to uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, it's all in the show notes um, and become a patron from just $4 a month. Jack, anything from you to, to rat round off the show? Yeah. Just sort of like you said, very, very good days cricket. I suppose when you have a, a very good team and a very mad team, it's always good. And um, yeah, thank you for having me on Jack and, Apologies to people watching that I've spent the entire time looking at your box on my screen rather than down the camera at them. So um... <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It's no problem. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you've been a great guest. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on at quite last. Um, well, uh, you know, at the last minute as well. Uh, cheerio, everyone. We'll be back. Not tomorrow. We're all playing cricket tomorrow. So we'll be back on Sunday evening. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.